is Till Death Do Us Recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And today we are recapping Married at First Sight, Season 13, Episode 13. Tears, jeers, and 25-cent martinis. Oh. Boy, was there ever. Oh, we love the 25-cent martinis. I have an announcement to make okay. off the top. Breaking news. Okay. Just came in. Whoa. Uh, mantle has been passed. A torch has been passed. Someone is carrying a new mantle. Okay. Ne'er did I ever think. <laughs> Ne'er did I ever think that there would be a more hated character on Mary at First Sight than Chris Williams from last season. Season 12. Season 12. However, I'm happy to report, actually I'm not happy, but kind of happy, to report that Mr. Johnny from this season has is now been passed that torch. He is my least favorite person in the history of Mary at First Sight. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and it's that's a controversial statement to make because Chris Williams was so overtly narcissistic and like crazy making. But I get where you're coming from. I, I, if anything, I would say they're a tie for me for different reasons right now. But yeah, I mean, it's pretty shocking that I could have never guessed at the top of the season that Johnny would become one of the characters I've liked least in all of my years of Mappus. So with that in mind, I mean, it goes without saying, as we all know, this was the episode that we finally got some individual meetings with experts. We got some real face-to-face accountability and like more honesty than we've been getting. And I... Overall, I will say I am satisfied with the expert meetings in a way that I'm not always in the past. I feel like sometimes these one-on-ones can feel a little bit surface level. And I was just happy that they weren't. And I felt like Dr. Pepper especially was like, I come here with business. (laughs) I've been not participating for 13 weeks, but have been being kept abreast and like, I have shit to address. So I thought it was interesting that half the time, um, you know, a lot of their focus is like, what are your unanswered questions? So a lot of the time she would push the other partner's unanswered question in the one-on-one, which I loved. Well, I thought, I agree. There were a couple missed opportunities by the therapist, which I'm sure we'll get into. Yeah. Um, But I mostly, I mostly agree. I thought it was funny how some of the people assumed that Dr. Pepper had not been getting filled in. Right. And so they were kind of trying to come with this energy of like, okay, well, let me tell you what's really been going on. Yeah. And she's like, no, 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 no. Actually, I know know everything. Um, sneaks. Yeah. So this episode starts off with Johnny and Ryan. Oh my God. A terrible duo. Playing pool in the commons. <laughs> yeah. Um, just kind Douche of. Baggery. What? Douchebaggery. Lamenting um, about their spouses and how hard their lives are. Um, Johnny says that Bao has not been doing anything he asked her to do. Mm-hmm. Until three days ago. Mm-hmm. 
And now, get this, now she's, she's doing too much. She she's trying, too, trying hard too hard to make this relationship Vomit. work. Vomit. You are a jerk. You think that you are sitting on a fucking throne, Johnny, and that you are, your wife is here to like be at the service of you. And the funny thing is, too, is that, I mean, Ryan in this instance is... So bitter and negative. Yes, but it's funny because he calls Johnny out in his like confessional, but won't say really much to him. Mm -hmm. Like, whoa, sounds like you got some issues. But in typical like shut down male form, he can't discuss it. Yeah. So this was just this set the stage for what we were going to continue to see. Um I can't believe Johnny had the audacity to say, like, uh, at the end of that thing with Ryan, he's like, but you know, like, I'm going to keep trying despite all the freaking red flags, you know? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, oh, bows red flags? Like, no, you have some serious audace. Those red flags are going around. They are. Have you seen the red flag thing? Yeah. I don't know what it means. I, don't full, I think that I'm putting it together. That like people are putting what they view as red flags out, mm. um, but I haven't like gone to the like origin story of like how this got started and went viral. This is how I feel once I get older. It takes so long to figure <laughs> yeah. out what the hell's going I on. I know you try and put together context clues for anywhere from like three to seven days to see if you can sort of put it together on your own, and then there's usually a point where I find myself googling. Yeah, like the latest acronym from the youths or whatnot. Yeah. I feel like I need like half an hour on TikTok to try to figure out what the red flags are. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. The bottom line is that like Johnny, I think would fit as a sentence of that. It would just be Johnny and then lots of red flags. Lots of red flags. Okay. Um, So then we have this, before we get our expert sit down for each of them, which obviously we're all dying for, there's a conversation between Johnny and Bao. Um, I think it might have been like a debrief after he came back from playing pool with Ryan. Yes, it was. So they're kind of talking about the relationship, how it was. With, they're with, like in bed, I think. Yeah. And so I can't remember exactly what question leads this off, but I don't know if Bao asks how she thinks the relationship is going. But... So Johnny comes out and says, trust, communication, and a solid friendship are the three things that we're missing. Yeah. And he's, this is his new phrase for the week. We solid get to hear friendship. him say this, this trio sentence mm-hmm. about three to five times. He says it, he recites it to Dr. Pepper a couple times. So I don't know where he got this, but this is his newest fixation. And maybe I would buy in on any level if he didn't also show himself to be what I now believe a complete fucking psychopath this week. I'm sorry. I'm just like, he is straight up psycho. He will say anything to twist the story, to deflect responsibility, to blame her for where his feelings are and aren't. So that's his big thing now, which means that he doesn't want any physical intimacy. 
So she's like, so we have no physical intimacy because in her mind, she's like, that's an important element of things to keep us going and growing in romance as a couple. And to be, she's kind of like, we, yes, I hear what you're saying, but we can't just focus on friendship. It's like, we need to be addressing all of it at the same time. And she addresses that there's no physical intimacy. And he says, because I don't feel anything from it and I don't want to be forced. So we get another, um, you know, fucking harsh blanket statement from him to which shout out to the editors. They then proceed after he says that and basically acts like, you know, he's got this energy like I've never felt sexual towards you. And so, like, I'm not going to be forced to do that. Then they proceed to play a montage of him every time that he expressed sexual attraction to her, at her, about her. And there's a ton of moments from the first moment, you know, his, I'm so sick of hearing about that first moment when I saw her in a bathing suit. Just all makes me want to barf because I'm just like, you never deserved that view anyway. Like, clearly. But all these times, and it's just like, you're full of shit. Like, you have come up with a new strategy of avoidance now. So there's that. He's not even there yet to kiss her. Like, he basically says, no, I can't even do that because I feel nothing for you. And Bao makes a point to say, okay, well, this is what works for you. And I hear you. But what about me? Like, what about what I need? We watch Johnny. We watch Johnny, the pattern we started identifying, I feel like, last week and the week before. We watched it on display this week in a, on a level that is like, oh, holy shit. This guy has so much pent-up rage and he is so incapable of taking responsibility that any time... So mind you, she is fully diplomatic. She is speaking in a normal speaking tone. She's just like an adult saying, well, hey, maybe that doesn't fully work for me. So can we talk about that more? He cannot handle it. He freaks out. He starts pacing. He's like, you know, we were having a great week, but after tonight, it's all gone. It's all gone. You just erased it all. He looks like his fucking, a vein in his forehead is going to explode. And... He's, this is insane. He's, I need a minute. Yeah, he says, this is just insane. And she's going, we're literally just talking. We're just talking. And he's just talking in circles because he cannot handle that anyone has brought any feedback to him that is anything less than you are perfect. And so he is literally spinning out. We get to watch it live. She's literally like so confused. She's like, I, I, I'm just trying to talk. And he's like, this is absolutely insane. I can't do this. Oh, bow, 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 bow. The condescension is at an all-time high. We're watching like a true narso with a temper, like fully unravel. And let's just put it into perspective. Because I was already annoyed when this episode started. And... Ryan and Johnny are talking and they're showing this date, this bowling date that they went on. And I'm just shocked that how are we here? How are we here after last week's episode? And you said some of the meanest comments 
that you could say about your partner. Yeah. And the next three days were her trying to prove herself to you. Right. This is where we've been coming from. Right. How? How? I don't get it. Yeah. And then he like, so doesn't he leave that night? Mm-hmm. I think he leaves. And poor Bao is just like, she's, I can tell she's just so weary. And obviously that shows up in a big way when she meets with Pastor Cal. But I thought it was weird. Johnny then in his interview thing is like, I think we're really ready to talk to the experts now. You know, like last week when we had to talk to the experts, we were definitely not ready then. But I think now we're ready. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you have like a creepy, diabolical plan. You hated that Pastor Calzum because you felt blindsided. You couldn't come up with your freaking game plan. And I just have to say, I don't think this is an extreme statement. After this scene, it sort of solidified this feeling that I have been struggling with the last couple weeks. I feel that Johnny fits the bill for emotionally abusive partner. I do. I really do. I think that this is going so... He's literally tearing down any part of her self-esteem in any way, from sexuality to the way she fucking laughs, to the way she expresses happiness, to all of the gestures that she does do, are they don't count, they're not enough, because he didn't personally request them. I mean... It's gotten to the point where, like, this girl literally cannot, like, inhale without being in trouble. Yeah. And I think, like, even the way she shows up to Pastor Cal, she's so defeated. And her self-esteem has taken a huge hit. And I just think it's so sad. And it's not cool. And I feel, I mean, I do feel like Dr. Pepper could have taken her severity with him to like the nth degree and it still wouldn't have been enough in my mind because I do think that this is bigger than just a small interpersonal relationship issue. Yeah. So we see Johnny and Dr. Pepper's um, therapy session first. Which I was so glad he had to meet with her though. Yeah. Because you could tell he was prepared to meet with Pastor Cal. Yeah. He didn't know. I love it. I feel like they blindsided all of the partners that needed the most calling out by putting them with Dr. Pepper this week. There was one that I didn't, there was one matchup that I didn't like. I can't remember. It's probably in my notes, but this wasn't one of, yeah, they did. But overall, yeah, you're right. They did a very good job. And so Johnny starts it off by saying, he just jumps right in. You know, we don't argue well. And I'm thinking to myself, you don't even argue. You don't even argue. You have conversations that, and then you turn into a pouty ass hat and march off. And you know, there's a part of me. I feel like with her, I'm somebody I don't want to be. We don't argue well. We don't argue constructively. Mind you, he's like, not. Are you talking about yourself? Exactly. <laughs> I was flabbergasted. Mind you, he's not wearing his wedding ring in this. Really? Yeah. I thought he was. No, I, I was. He's not wearing a wedding, wedding ring in this interview. Okay. Um, I noticed that. Anyway. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Dr. Pepper calls him out pretty soon about some of the mean things he said. And the second she does that, he starts deep breathing. We, <laughs> we, we start watching. It's like if his body was a tea kettle 
the second that someone brings to him any feedback that for him that might require him to self-reflect, God forbid, change anything about himself, it's like immediately the water starts boiling and it goes straight up to his chest. And then it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. It's like you're watching it rise, 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 rise. His face looks tense. He's darting his eyes. He can't stop taking deep breaths. And all of a sudden, usually, at least with bow, it goes. So I got what I was going to say. Okay. So I've been dying to try to understand Johnny's um, facial expressions and reactions. Mm -hmm. And it's because he has these. Yeah. Like you said, the veins pop and the boiling. He bulge. He looks or he acts like he is the one who is being manipulated behind the scenes. At all times. And so, you know, I'm trying to understand and I'm like, is there really, is there something else going on here? Yeah. Like, is there something behind the scenes where Bao is this manipulative string puller? I'm just, because yeah. he's acting in a way where like, he's I could see myself if, if, if I was getting treated all these types of ways behind closed doors and no one knew, I would think I would have those reactions also. In a, in a way of being like, ah, I'm so frustrated she's lying about all of this, right? He's making us think that he's the one being gaslit in this situation. Right. So I'm trying to like work through this in my mind. And then I'm thinking they have the in-apartment like cameras. Yes. You know, there's nothing. The producers haven't shown anything that would suggest that corroborates that, his version that corroborate exactly and none of the other contestants other than like some of the shitty guys having their moments of commiseration although michaela did was kind of yeah we'll get to that later okay but i don't i don't buy her shit okay i don't um but yeah you know it's like if any of this was true about we if, would know it, by now we would know by now they yeah. would they would have some footage for us something to show that oh actually bows like this right so anyway yeah and and with that i mean he's rambling again and he's never fully owning the cruelty of the words he said he's still trying to just explain himself like you don't understand how hard it is and basically after informing her of his obsession with the foundation of friendship, which again, just sounds like an empty excuse. He implies that like Bao is crazy. Bao is living in a different reality. Like the truth. I know the truth. And Bao doesn't like Bao is painting a different truth. Mm -hmm. And I did like that. Dr. Pepper was kind of like, um, well, you don't have a monopoly on the truth either, bro. Like, yeah. you both come to the table with your own perspectives. And if you're going to live life like only one of you is right, then this will fail. You have to prioritize her, her whole self as a person and her whole perspective. You have to integrate it with yours, you friggin' idiot. And then she says, like, get away from winning and keeping scores. Um and then he's like, I just really need Bao to get on board with this. Oh, I wrote LOL next to that. I was like, <laughs> wow. For me, when he was even painting that picture at the end, like, yeah, we'll, we'll see if I can get Bao on board. I was like, holy shit, this guy is so much more sinister 
than I would have ever thought. Even when we hit like the first week or two of his critiquing, I was chalking it up to anxiety and overthinking. Now I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. This guy is sinister and manipulative. And because it's not going perfectly, I, I like, I kind of think he's like low key monstrous. Like mm-hmm. he is painting a picture of Bao that is, that, that is incorrect. It's fucked up. And it's all just to avoid taking any ownership for anything he might do wrong in the relation. So then we have Bao with Pastor Cal. And she basically at the top is like, I believe that Johnny is like 80% out of this relationship. He made up his mind a while ago and he is not trying. And then we get a montage of all of the critiques and all of the mean things he said to her over the last few weeks. And I just felt so bad for her. She was just like so defeated and low And she talks about how she doesn't think he's emotionally mature enough to be caring and loving as a partner or a father. He seems like he's already given up on her. Um, There's no more intimacy. You know, I didn't like I didn't like the direction that Pastor Cal took here. I think he it bothered me. It bothered me, too. And he's so blinded by making all of this work. Yeah, that. I like so that was she she talked about how Johnny said that they he really wants to focus on a friendship a a foundation of friendship and Pastor Cal pretty much says okay we'll just be friends (laughs) and I'm like and then he he goes I've seen so many couples go through so much worse and have beautiful marriage I call bullshit. Yeah. Maybe worse as in more intense situations. That come later in a relationship. After there is a foundation. But you can't tell me that you have seen beginning of a relationship start with someone being so mean and saying such nasty things about their partner that has blossomed into a beautiful marriage. Yeah. Complete BS. Yeah. It felt very dismissive. This is the one thing about Pastor Cal that can drive me crazy every year is like the very reason we value his perspective so much because he doesn't, you know, he's he doesn't pander to like, well, I just want to feel a lightning bolt strike me in my heart, you know, and if it doesn't, it's wrong. We love that. He's like, oh, fuck that. You're imagining a love and a marriage that doesn't exist. You need to step into reality. You need to take ownership for your side of things that there are choices involved, that there is constant effort and work. That's all great. And yet I feel sometimes I'm just like, does this have a little bit to do with the the actual TV show and the contract? And that like part of the agreement is that he is supposed to keep the castmates on for the full eight, eight weeks. And that is disturbing to me that we're willing to do that at the expense of usually at least one cast member, 90% of the time, a female being completely denigrated as a person and leaving the season like a shell of herself. And that is what I felt like was happening here. I just felt like, are you kidding me? I feel like you're coercing her right now. Like you, because at the same time, she did have a takeaway that I felt like we didn't get to see as much. And that this gave me some comfort is when she was speaking in her interview after just her, she did say that like, Her big takeaway, because he also told her, like, don't go for the deep conversations anymore. Like, that's his job. 
you know, like follow his lead then. I think that part of him that we didn't get the full combo, he was also telling her like, start protecting yourself then. Hold back a bit. It's his job to do the hard stuff and the deep stuff now. Let him show you that he's willing to go there. Because she says in the interview after that she came away with her big takeaway being from Pastor Cow that ultimately it's up to Johnny to save this marriage. And so that put me a little bit at ease and made me feel like, okay, maybe we got a little bit of a overly cut down version of this scene because it seems like she did walk away. Like that in my mind, other than like, you know, what I would say, which is like run now, leave. That is at least a better perspective because it, that's not incorrect, you know? No, I agree. I agree 100% right. I think 100% with what you said. I definitely think this felt like a TV show contract moment because you put this in context of any other therapy session. Yeah. And that person, the the therapist would be like, uh, this is not healthy. Right. This is not (laughs) worth it. But so, yeah, good point. He, at the end of the day, he's not a therapist too. That's true. You know, he's a pastor. Um, okay. So then we have the debrief after. And I thought that this was an incredible encapsulated, like symbol of who Johnny is. We got to watch the entire cycle start, right? So we got to watch like what I believe, because usually there's a honeymoon stage right after you've done some mean thing. And so he starts by saying he's sorry for saying some certain things in the last few weeks. He does have some regrets. He wants to improve their communication. But what do you think? Oh, do we have a new Johnny? Do we have a transformed Johnny? Then we have Bao basically ask him, are you willing to fully show up and not run away next time we have a hard conversation? Well, um, and she says, I think also with this, she says, I want to be able to say what's on my mind. Yeah. And the roots of our problem aren't that big. Right. She's trying to make a point. Like, yeah. I feel like this stuff is getting blown out of proportion. Basically, the second she starts giving feedback in this calm baby mm-hmm. voice, you start to watch the deep breaths. You start to watch the bulging eyeballs. Oh, he starts fully. I watch the water. Yeah, the fume, water boiling like is literally fuming up his face. And it's crazy. He's trying so hard to keep himself in control. And you're like, is he going to blow up? When is it going to happen? Is he going to blow up? And he said, I haven't run away yet. I just take breather. I just needed a breather. I just take myself outside. So I don't, he basically ends up saying, I take myself outside. So I don't say things I regret or explode. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you're doing a pathetic job at that. And he basically makes it out to be like, well, you have one of two choices. You either make me stay and then I can't be held responsible for exploding and saying cruel, cruel things to you. Or I'll leave for one to two days and you'll just have to live with that because at least I'm doing, I'm I'm sparing you yeah. from my rage. Just ridiculous. Um, and then he has the audacity to say, what could you do to be more present in our marriage? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, are you kidding me? And that's when he fully has turned. Now he's angry. He's seeing red. He has to lash out because he's ashamed. So he has to lash out at her. 
And so we get a, Ooh. I put Houston, he has lashed out. He has lashed out. <laughs> I, I was proud of Bao here because she's like, listen, before we go any further, I deserve to be treated like with respect. Yeah. And Johnny doesn't like that. And then drops another extremely mean thing. We had 15 years to be attracted to each other and I wasn't. So isn't that enough? If I was what attracted to you 15 years ago, there would have been another date. And there it is. There it he is. He couldn't help himself. He had been like cocking his pistol with that one. He had been setting it up. <laughs> and then he had to release. It was just crazy to watch. It, it And it happened so fast. He couldn't keep it together for very long. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just like, Team Bao, get the hell out. Mm -hmm. And I'm also obviously really fucking disappointed in the whole situation and that we have another. How do we always end up in a situation with a guy like this? Like, is this is this a casting issue or is this a straight male like throw a dart and you're going to hit one that's like this? Like, <laughs> literally, what is it? I'm not even trying to be like. It's what is it? I don't know. It's just so disappointing. So I'm like not down. I think it's going to be hard for me to watch this continue. And if I have to watch this for another four weeks, like I just feel like. I'm hoping that it doesn't seem like it seems like there's fo <laughs> next week. They're focused on some different people. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm really hoping that next pod, we don't have to spend another 30 minutes talking about how much of a loser Johnny is. Yeah. Um, oh gosh. Okay. That, let's talk about something... a couple that makes us smile. Yes. Let's talk <laughs> about Gil and Mirla. Let's talk about the fact that Mirla, I could have not ever imagined like this was glorious golden television watching Mirla really just be a normal person who's never done therapy and is an introvert and is terrified of the idea of therapy as we know because she's barely spoken when we're in the couple stuff she has to drink a bunch of 25 cent martinis apparently to be able to handle this sesh and she is wasted slurring the speech I need to know how this went down. I'm I'm dying because well, Dr. I, Pepper made reference to her being with friends before. I'm, I'm put. I, I need to put some context clues together and figure out how this went because. Okay, so she, Dr. Pepper says, "I know you were partying with your friends before." And I know you're not sober yet. I want you to know that you're not sober yet. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, has she been quarantining for it for the last like couple hours to like before quarantining? Like, did they were were they like, whoa, 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 you're too drunk to go up there. Like, we need you to stay in this room, have some water. Here's a bowl of chili, like for a couple hours. Or did she just like Is roll there a bowl of chili? No, I'm saying, okay. It's just so specific. I was like, was there chili? No, there wasn't. I'm wondering if they saying. kept her like in a room for a while to well, try to sober work. up before having this meeting. I feel like definitely not because she was so drunk. Um, 
right? Yeah, I was just, it was weird. She was like in the down. I felt like a lot of people did their confessionals in what looked like the first floor of like an empty restaurant or something like that. And I was wondering if like upstairs was where they did the the interviews and like cycled them through throughout the day. So I'm wondering if like they got to Mirala and they were like, whoa, 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 you got you to gotta wait here before you go up there. I don't know. I need to know what happened behind the scenes here. It was hilarious, though, and like the least expected thing. Like I could not even when I saw the title, I was like, who the fuck is that going to apply to the martinis? And never in a million years did I think it was Mirla. Um, so Dr. Pepper does say, I've noticed you're a really critical human being. <laughs> <laughs> Which maybe this was perfect because you can see just how receptive Mirla is to all this because yeah. she's still just like drunk. happily drunk. Yeah. And she does say like a constant rain of criticism ruins the mood. And... I mean, she took it in stride. She didn't mm-hmm. fight it. And then when Dr. Pepper, like, asks her, we never see Mirla this vulnerable. She's slurring as she says how happy she is. Like, it was, she is so smitten. She starts crying. She's like, this is beyond my wildest dreams. I Every day I wake up and I can't believe that I'm waking up with this person. Like, I've never met anybody so thoughtful I've never met anyone that makes me so happy. Like, it's fucking adorable and beautiful. And, like, it's funny that she's slurring and drunk for it. Um, But it also, I feel like, shows what we've known is inside, but that she doesn't let out a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But Dr. Pepper definitely keeps going. Like, in follow-up to that is like, well, great. If you feel that way and you like him that much, you better fix all of the criticalness because so you don't ruin it and mm-hmm. you don't drive them away. Um, <laughs> and then she's talking on camera after and she's still wasted. She starts dancing around the restaurant like to meet up with Gil. And you can tell Gil's like, oh, what's wrong with you? So let's go back. So yeah, there's Gil, Gil and Pastor Cal. Yeah. The, her negativity gets brought up again. Um, and he is also like, he can tell that they're doing well. So he wants Gil to focus on like, okay, think about decision day here. Don't just put everything, all your eggs into all the positives right now. Like, right. And, um, what are you worried about? What are you worried about? And that's, you know, the negativity comes up. Uh, she gets in moods and becomes a Debbie downer and the negativity could derail their relationship at any moment. He said that? Someone said that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> which is a little intense, but yeah, I get it. Uh, that was kind of the gist that I took away. It. There he wasn't also, much. Like, gushed about her and said he's not scared to tell her anything. Like he feels so close and comfortable with her. Um, I did. I thought it was funny. They played like bit ominous, scary music when they were talking about the Debbie Downer thing, and I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not going to convince me that this marriage is like actually on the rocks like yeah. stop stop telling me what to feel because it's obvious they're freaking fine for the most part but i do think it's good that they address this because this is something that is important and is one of those things that's that grates under the surface mm-hmm. and will keep popping up you know and we basically learn what we thought was true from her really that 
a lot of that like nitpickiness is like a tick when she's feeling uncomfortable, when she's feeling like an introvert who is forced to be not an introvert. Um, it's kind of everything that we were talking about in those early weeks where we were like, why do we have this hunch that this isn't like the core of her and that she like kind of can't help herself when she's being like surprised by something or doesn't have control that she goes to this place of negativity and she kind of confirmed that that's what it is. So, and I think she's getting used to the cameras around and everything. She's becoming more open to feedback and like speaking with the therapist. Hopefully she won't need to be drunk next time. (laughs) Um, so Gil and Mirla meet up and debrief after this, of yeah. which she is still drunk. Yeah. And just hilarious telltale sign tries to take off her purse and her hair gets like oh caught my God, in that her was purse. so funny. Her hair like froths. <laughs> okay. I was like, Gil, read the room. I know. Why are we gonna Sometimes he just goes so hard off the bat? And I'm just like, can you just I'm like, maybe we don't, maybe we don't like start asking questions right now. Right. Like she's, I felt like he came for her like right away. Like, I really want to talk about your Debbie Downerness. (laughs) What, what can I do? You know? Um, and I just was like, Gil, calm down. Like she's wasted. And like, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. But that way it went well. She gave him some, some things. She's like, um. Like, he's like, I don't want to get, I don't want to get my mood affected by you, you yeah. know? And she's like, just make me laugh and distract me when I'm negative. I'm like, okay, interesting. Yeah. I mean, and that's he's easier like, said than done. But yeah. it also, she makes it seem like he already does that a lot for her. And that she just wants him to keep doing that because she's finding that that helps. Yeah. And then he, she asks, okay, what can I do when I get in my moods? And he goes, just don't. Don't He's get like, in just your, don't get in them. I'm don't like, get negative. Kill. He's like, just give me a hug every time you're in a pissy mood. <laughs> Be affectionate. Right. Um, they're still doing great. We love them. Love them. I feel good about them. I'm excited for them. I feel like we're really getting to watch her blossom and yeah, grow. I agree. And she, yes, she totally has her quirks. And she does not make good first impressions. <laughs> But she really is a little softy on the inside. And I'm happy for her that she's found a gill. Um, okay. Let's talk about Brett and Ryan, one of our other worst off couples. Oh, I have boy. to say, I also felt like this was the week that I officially saw Ryan almost like meet the stereotype that I would have characterized him as when I first saw him. I feel like we're starting to see his true colors and it's disappointing as well because I thought I was being like, I was pleasantly surprised in those first few weeks of how much he was defying what I kind of would have expected from a guy like him. And yet here we are. And I kind of feel like we're seeing that like, Oh no, the vibe we got at the very top when we heard about his past and what he was like, it's kind of this, you know, um, with that whole pool thing with Johnny, he was so bitter, negative, writing her off, saying, no, no, you don't force feelings. Like, yeah. what can you do? I'm not going to force anything. It's not my fault that I'm not into her. Like, I was forcing it the first few weeks and it just didn't work. 
And I'm just like, you're an ass. And like, you have totally given up. Mm -hmm. This is a waste of everyone's freaking time. It's just disappointing. So like Brett meets with Pastor Cal and she's got a similar energy to Bao. Well, she's like done. She's totally she's done. She's like, why am I gonna bust my ass? She seems really salty at this when she first starts the meeting. I don't blame her. No, I, I don't just either. Feel like I don't her either. Feelings are really hurt, and she she basically says, "I feel like he was a different person on the honeymoon," and she feels like she's open to possibility if he was even the slightest speck open or willing. But it's so obvious that he's not. He's not even trying to pretend. That she's like, if you're going to give up, then I'm going to give up. Like, why the fuck? I'm Like, we talked about last week. Same shit. Um, and now she's at that stage in mourning what this could have been, where she is starting to go. Well, now I'm starting to think about my own happiness. Mm-hmm. And would he be enough for me? And would he be able to meet not my needs? And that's important. And... She basically says, like, they're not having any hard conversations anymore. They're not talking about their feelings, where they're at, what isn't working. Um, and I can tell that Pastor Cal is sympathetic, but he's still doing a little bit of the Pastor Cal thing. So he's really pushing her to put him on the spot about, like... When did you bounce? When did you give up? And what was this perfect image you did have in your mind of this marriage before you got into it so that I can at least have some perspective. Um, which I don't think those things are wrong, but she makes a point to go. So he was like, ask him when he knew you was out. And she was like, Oh, I think it was a long time ago. So I don't blame her for her position. I feel like she's being, she's just being a realist. And like, I think she's like, I am not like, I fully put my heart on the line for the first month. And this guy has basically pulled away from me further and further with each passing week. And I'm not going to be a fool, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and then Ryan and Dr. Pepper, I love how scared he was of her. Like he was very scared. That he, oh, yeah. He did not think he was going to have to meet with her. No, no. Um, he went she, and she he calls knows better. Yeah. He literally says, I'm expecting some negativity about how I've handled the process. Yeah. Well, so she like, does a know. really good, I think she did a really good job of calling him out. You yeah. know, he, she, she was like, what have you done to try to make it better or voice your difficult conversations? Well, and then um, she said, she asks the question that Ryan's Brett's supposed to ask. When do you think that your connection with your wife went bad? And I, what did you think? His whole theory is that it was when Dr. Viviana came along. And so that was two weeks ago when they had the Dr. Viviana thing. And like, he basically said he thought Brett was further along than him. And he said, that's when he, I mean, that's basically when he stopped fighting his doubts. He just froze essentially. But I'm like, that's really interesting because you've also implied that like you were faking it or forcing it those first couple weeks, which doesn't add up. And I still don't fully believe that. I think it's more along the timeline that the sister talks about. I think that's the interesting thing. Sis got real. And that was really surprising. I've never seen anything like that. We'll get to it, though. So they did you have anything from there before their debrief? Anything else? I mean, 
Yeah. I mean, just more of what you were saying. Like, she's just calling him out. Like, all you're doing is checking off all these boxes for her of how she's failing, but you're not communicating any of it. And if you can't figure out how to be honest. And so he's basically like, well, I don't say things because I don't want to hurt her. And she's like, if you can't figure out how to be honest and not be cruel, then that's a you problem. And you need to look inward and fix that. Yeah, that was great. That was great. And I felt like that applied to Johnny, too. Like, oh, "Oh, fuck you. So you're just not responsible. Like, no, honesty does not equate with cruelty. Yeah, that's a 16 year old's version of. What? I'm a bitch. It's just who I am. Yeah. I speak my mind. <laughs> it's like, oh, go F yourself. You can be an honest person and set boundaries and say things that are hard to hear while still being a kind, mature person. Yep. You know? Um, and she basically says, like, you're not ever going to surpass this wall you've reached if you're never going to express yourself. And it seems to me you haven't done much and you barely you don't even know her yet. And you're not even trying anything different. So, yeah, I just put, like, I feel like I'm seeing the douche inside of him that I would have judged him as when I first met him. And that's who I see him as now. Um, But even their debrief. Okay. Lame. This really bothered me. Uh, I mean, uh, honestly, I was disappointed in both of them. Me too. I was bummed Brett did not... Ask the question. She didn't even say the one big question. Yeah. She did not say the one big question. And I was like, I am so tired of this ring around the rosy bullshit with these two. Yeah. This dance is getting tiresome. Yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah. If someone, you know, like, obviously we know that he's been at fault in this relationship more than her. Yeah. But. Brett, you gotta, you just had this counseling session. You need to, he even, he's told you before, call him on your bullshit. Call me on my bullshit. But it is. And I'll, I'll tell you, well, yeah, it is. It is bullshit. We see it in the preview. Well, and we see it. We learn. I know it's bullshit based off of what the sister said. Yeah. So yeah, he, he didn't say anything to try to like reaffirm her. But, but she, she needed to ask to that question. Yeah. She needed to stand up for I herself. I agree. And my theory, which really surprised me, but when push came to shove, I was like, she must still have a crush on him and be holding out a little more hope than I thought because she's too scared to put him on the spot about the giving up thing because it's like there's a part of her that's not ready to hear it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Theory. No, Probably. Then this takes an interesting turn. Yeah. And Brett goes and meets with Ryan's sister. Right. And this is when we find out that his whole putting on the spot thing is bullshit because she says, when you put him on the spot, he is going to tell you what you want to hear. But yeah. then at the same time, he's like, you really need to call me out. It's like, yeah. no, 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 no. Like, what no. is it? It can't be. Well, and something that I thought was sad that Brett said that I thought was um, also enlightening and is just a reminder because we haven't actually heard this language since like the first week. But from what Brett said, I think it's been coming up a lot behind closed doors. She said the hovering topic is that I'm not his type. Like, I think that's coming up a lot more. Mm. And she made a point to say, look, I try and remind him you weren't my type either. Yeah. 
but he can't stop fixating on it, which I'm like, that's mean. That's just straight up mean. You're implying that she's not like enough for you or hot enough for you, you know? But then, dun, 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 sis basically just comes right out and says that she thinks it's because of someone else and that he's pro. This is like him. Post honeymoon, he comes back and now he's in. He's confronted with his old life, real life, normal life again. And he's probably thinking about some relationships in the past that he regrets fucking up. And she just acts like, oh, this is what he does. Mm hmm. So I'm going to be honest and say that, like, I really will not be surprised if he's now, like, his head is somewhere else. Yep. I was like, wow, I have a lot of respect for this sister. Like, that is huge to break the sibling code and to say that. Yeah. In in honorance, honorance, uh, in reverence of the girl code. What do you think? I mean, someone's got to be up front here. Yeah. Because Brett and Ryan are not being up front about what's going on, at least to us. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not going to speculate on whether or not there is someone else. But it, the timeline of events, like she knows she lived with her brother, you know, right. like they've been very close for a long time. And so... For her to be like, yeah, after the honeymoon, things change, everything changed. Change, if that's then a, this is what I think it then is. Then he's probably distracted with someone else. I'm I'm happy that she said something. Yeah. I think that that you know, like, like I said, no one else, everyone's holding their cards here. She's face to face with Brett, and Brett is just undeniably a cool girl. Yeah. Like she is so down to earth, she's kind. She's funny. She's easy. Yeah. And so the sister is like looking at her, having been removed from her in the experiment, really, yeah. for like most of the time. And is probably just like, who am I kidding? I would be your friend in another world. Like, I need to help this girl. Yeah. My brother's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we stan you, Prop, sis. Yeah, I don't know her name. Sis. So I just said sister. I forgot, yeah. But um, Not yeah. Not a lot of hope for these two. Yeah, me too. I mean, not a lot of hope. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the Michaela and Zach of it all. Oh, Michaela and Zach, they are both right and both wrong. And that changes about 43 times every episode. I know, right? Is how I feel about this couple. I know. Yeah. They're definitely every other second. I'm like. Ugh, with both of them. I just, but I will say my fear that she was still overly buying in to what he does give and like clinging to that too hard for hope, that turned out to be exactly true. Yeah, my optimism in this couple from last week is, has swiftly been wiped away. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's bad. So Michaela meets with Pastor Cal and she's like, things have been going so much better. And like the another red flag to me is like she's so fixated on wanting him to be happy. Yes. And that's been the thing. That's what it feels like. Like 
she realizes that she the only chance they have a, at a relationship is if he's happy. Right. And she has to be on her absolute best behavior. And she is, in theory, willing to tiptoe and best behave in order to keep him. Which is just like, okay, is that not in and of itself a red flag about the relationship? You shouldn't have to, like, I don't know, cover up half of yourself. Or, like, it's one thing to be trying to be a better partner. But it, this just feels like we've reached that point where, like, she, her heart is all in. And she's a little misguided to the point where she'd be willing to try to not be herself. I don't know. She just worries me. And he, Pastor Cal did notice, like, that she was focusing on just that. But, yeah, I don't know. I didn't feel like I took a lot away from their meeting. I didn't get much at all from the Michaela and Pastor yeah. Cal session. And it that's kind of a common theme. Like, we love Pastor Cal, but I kind of feel like he's helpful to a point. And I almost feel like he does better with the couples when they're together. Like, he's not as good at when he gets them individually, like, really grilling or holding to account. This is one where I kind of felt like they should have seen different people. Mm. I, yeah. I, I, I would have it liked have if Michaela would have had would have gotten the opportunity to open up to Dr. Pepper. Yeah. And kind of see, and she could see the relationship through her lens a little bit because they've done couple stuff together with Pastor Cal. Um, yeah. And I think that Pastor, like Zach kind of needs a little bit of a kick in the pants in a different way than some of the other guys yeah. do. I don't know. That yeah. was just kind of, I was a little bit bummed. Yeah. Um, However, I felt like we at least had a personal breakthrough for Zach, which yeah. was cool to watch even though Later, it's like, oh, it doesn't even really matter. Yeah. But he does open up that he's an overthinker. He's worried about, like, trying to convince himself to have feelings for her. Is it real? Is it not? Um, and I loved some of the things Dr. Pepper said. Like, she's like, I don't think things are meant to be, per se. I think everything is an opportunity. And it's like, where are you at in life? Are you ready to step up to the opportunity? And like, you know, mm -hmm. which is so good for someone like him to hear who is such a friggin' perfectionist. Um, and I mean, I was, but then she was like, what answers do you need to say yes on decision day? And he's just like, I mean, if we can, I just feel like he perfectly skates around anything meaningful with the question. He doesn't want to commit. I believe it's because deep down he knows this is over and he's already decided this was over weeks ago. So he's just like, if we can just keep hanging out and going on dates. I, mean, I don't I'm, understand this like, response. I mean, I'm optimistic. And you're like, oh, shut up. I don't understand this response. Answer. The question is, what do you need to know to say yes on decision day? One of the fundamental questions that we ask ourselves. I mean, there's like five big questions, you know, and this is one of them. And your answer is, I don't know, hang out and dates. What is up with these guys and just wanting dates all the time? It's like none of them is are capable it's of having serious conversations. Right. It's so annoying. I know. Well, it's like, I tr truly believe that some of it is because 
He already knows what he thinks. Yeah, and it was really it's two hours of bowling going to give you the deep insight into whether you should remain married with this person. Uh, it's but I mean, me. having fun together is important, but it's You're right. just a piece of it. Yeah. And I let, he gave her some advice on, like, helping Michaela with her insecurities, um, which I thought was good. Basically, in all ways, like we've addressed, Zach and a lot of the issues that he's dealt with, of course, minus the rage, which is now kind of like a new layer to Johnny's, like our breakdown of Johnny as a person. Yeah. But there's so, I feel like in a lot of ways, he's a less, he's been a less extreme version of Johnny. Just with like answers that don't quite make sense, talking in circles, overthinking the perfectionism, there's always something wrong never really letting himself be fully present and just enjoy her and like see what naturally happens from there. Um, and I liked that. I feel like that's why Dr. Pepper brought that up. And that's what we're sensing in Michaela is she is, she does feel insecure. And so it does make her sort of like not really act fully real mm-hmm. in moments, you know, cause you can tell she's like putting on her best behavior, what she thinks it is for him, you know? Yeah. And so she talks to him about, like, avoiding extreme terms mm-hmm. and, like, asking questions is good. I and liked how she asked him, um, how can you make her feel safe? Yeah. I thought that was a really effective question. Yeah, it was like, we needed him to have a reframe. All of and this. And needed maybe even more of that. Yeah. All of this conversation with Dr. Pepper just shows... In my mind, how much like Zach needs individual therapy because I think he's yeah. receptive to these things. Yeah. And you can see how he genuinely, like, he knows what his faults are, but still can't help falling into those traps. And, you know, he starts breaking down pretty much because he is putting so much pressure on himself. Yeah. But when you watch him, you're like, when you watch him outside of this therapy session, but in relationship, it's like, dude, but you're not doing any of these things that, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, oh, you keep getting in your own way, you know? emotionally immature. Yeah. But that breakdown was like, it was, he was like acknowledging that, yes, I am a perfectionist. I have unreasonable standards. And then I project them on everybody else around me. And it's ultimately because I never feel like I'm enough. Mm-hmm. And so then I put that on other people and that was a huge breakthrough and it was cool to watch because it's always cool to watch someone like authentically discover something. And it almost felt like it came out of left field. Like I was like, whoa. Um, But then I just want to add this interesting caveat, which is that in unfiltered, (gasps) we forgot. Okay. We have to circle back at the end about Johnny on Reddit. And unfiltered. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that at the end. Yeah. Michaela was on unfiltered, and it was, and so it was Johnny, Michaela, and Dr. Viviana. And Dr. Viviana basically said that she thought that this was a performative moment. Uh, from, from Zach. Yeah. Interesting. And I think yeah. that might have been her perspective, you know, taking in the whole of the episode yeah. and like their conversation after. Um, but that was interesting to me because I'm like, it's not that that thought didn't cross my mind, but I was also like, Zach has so not been a crier through this. I mean, maybe there was that one time. 
but not at this level. Mm, yeah. And it, it just felt like an actual, it was a real discovery because it was true and it was huge for him to admit. So it felt real to me, but I see how in the big scheme of everything, I mean, really that could have just been a discovery for himself, period. And he still has no intention of like working things out with Yeah. Kayla, which is kind of how it feels. Yeah. So their debrief, he's telling her about his breakthrough and then he's like, you know, my goals for this marriage are to just keep getting to know each other better, talk more. And she just really has her guard up at this point. Mm-hmm. She's not fully buying it. She's She basically ha- says, like, I have an overwhelming sense that he's not really in this long term. So she, bas- she admits, like, sh- it's hard for her to imagine a future with him because she just doesn't really trust him or believe him. Yeah. And now she, she admits, she's like, I do have a guard up now. I'm hesitant. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then <sighs> we fast forward to them getting home. They're in a fight with his selfie camera. And then it gets crazy because he wants to just abruptly turn it off when he gets pissed. So then she turns hers on and we have a new angle. This is our immature couple. Yeah. Yeah. And it's painfully obvious how yeah. like it, it's, it's almost cringy to me. I don't like seeing people fight in this way. I don't know. It's just like. Yeah, it's weird. It's so weird. It's like, well, Zach wanted to turn his camera off because he's done. But I'm, look, he's in the background. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. And I'm just like, please stop. This is. Uh. But I have to say, I'm on her team with this bullshit. He basically, she said. Because. So they had a conversation that we didn't see about if you if decision day was now now what would you say he said no and then his big thing is you said no too but she's like i feel like what she's not fully clearly saying is yeah i said no because you said no first and made it clear to me i didn't know where to stand on all this it sounded like semantics and like uh, just a miscommunication. But, but bottom line, she was like, well, then why are we sleeping in the same bed? Which that yes. was a little gem of information we just got. And something tells me maybe there's been a lot more going on behind closed doors sexually because of their chemistry. That, of course, is going to bite them and really him in the ass now because it's basically coming out. That like I have a feeling they've been sleeping together every night and I'm sure they've been doing stuff sexually. And she, when they had that conversation, is like, well, then why are we sleeping in the same bed? What's the point? And then he's like, don't, don't, don't take that away from me. It was yeah. very. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, and he's like, well, fine. Then if we're not going to sleep in the same bed, then I'm going home. Which I'm like, dude. Uh, just keep someone, digging a hole. Yeah. Digging a hole. You look like an asshole. You literally told. It's perfectly fair to say that in my opinion after you both said that today that we would say no today i think it's perfectly reasonable that you would be like upset and also start going wait a second then why are we sleeping in the same bed every night why am i having sex with you no i she's perfectly i'm on team michaela here and then the fact that like of course it's still different to stay in the other room in the same apartment than it is for you to take your ass home it's almost like you're proving her point more that like, oh, yeah, you do have no intention and you're kind of only staying here to sleep next to a beautiful woman and wake up to her and get to do whatever you do in the dark of the night. 
Like, it kind of just shows, like, that's all you think that, like, that's what you're getting out of this and that's what's keeping it going at this point. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think we're ever going to know all the deets because Michaela is so pissy and guarded about the whole thing. And that is, that's, that's who she brings to Unfiltered. Mm-hmm. Um, which doesn't really lend itself to us feeling like we're really getting a good picture of the behind closed door. Like it's all it, I know it's is it's not bad. like she, this isn't a bow and Johnny situation where it, it, we can look at. And I think especially it's hard because I don't even know if we can accurately judge what happens on this episode without automatically having, without getting out our heads out of what we saw in next week's episode where she just absolutely loses her shit. Well, right. And that leads us to, so he sleeps at his own place and she moves out at that point. Yes. And of course, texts him and yeah, it's just become, it's spiraling out of control. And like each person is doing something that then like, you know, it's just one of those reactionary spirals. Yeah. They have no self-control. They are so emotionally immature. And it's all no passion. Insight. The yeah. whole thing's fire. Like the whole thing, it's like everything just keeps building on itself. We have that weird Zoom with the friends. I don't no, know brothers. what was up about that. and then. Brothers. Brothers. And then Which he, I'm like, why do you do you really expect her to be on this Zoom? Well, see, and that's Catch more up. performative stuff where he's like, Oh, did did Michaela doing. reach out to you and tell her tell you guys that she wouldn't be here today? And they're like, No. It's like, why would she, why do, would that? she do that? Like she They're not even close. Exactly. It, it, oh, you haven't heard from her? Let me know if you hear from her. Oh, like, just why so would you know they hear from her. Yeah, and then it's like I just it was painfully obvious in this situation that he was just trying to show everyone how she's the like, crazy look at me. one. Look I'm what. in the apartment. She even took the paprika and the sage oh, from the from the spice cabinet. Like come like, on, get dude. Over it. Like she yeah. moved out. That's the point. Yeah. Like don't I agree. I just am like, "Oh. Oh wow, look at you. So willing and open now at, you know, for the freaking brother zoom at the apartment. I just came here and everything's gone. Yeah. Okay. Well, and then at you the same also went home and then at the same time and admitted that you would say no. And yeah. you've been telling her for weeks. Like I just, they've just, they've, I feel like they've dug their hole too deep and there's been too many hurtful things already said. Yeah. And if, I, like I've said, if I was Michaela after the first three weeks, you know, with all those blanket statements he was making, all that stuff. I would not trust him at this point. I wouldn't. No, no, no. And, and then, of course, is- she's she's also doubling down and now moving out right. for the second time in well, as like, many weeks. You, you, know, you better stay out at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, that's it's what it's all... Like, it's one thing if you're like, you know what? You left, and it really is just giving me the clarity to see. Like, this is over. This is a waste of my time. I really am moving out this time. If she holds to it, I honestly respect it because it feels like the most honest thing to do at this point. But something tells me that obviously this is not where it ends. And I would just like the tail between your legs, like third move back in. 
is just going to be rough. It's just not a good look. I mean. And then I love, he says to his brothers, I've never put this much effort into anything in my life. Well, and that's another <laughs> thing. He is so, like, like, all he does is talk about how hard he's trying. Yeah. And I don't know, I'm not really what? seeing it, Zach. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? You're trying so hard to what? Like, judge her from a yeah. distance? Because yeah. that's kind of all you've been doing. And then you have random fun moments, but then you end up telling us after that, like, they weren't really that real and you were just trying to get through the day. Exactly. So, like, yeah. that's He's the there. kind of reason why it's hard for me to trust him. But, obviously, they're both emotionally immature in different ways. This is the first, like, they've both, again, they've never been in love. I don't think Michaela's ever been in a long-term relationship. And I don't think Zach's been in anything longer than something short. Like four yeah, I think it's I pretty, yeah. I can't remember the history. But... Yeah, it's like it's like what you said. Like at this point, they both need individual therapy for a while <laughs> to like grow from everything they've learned from this and like learn how to emotionally handle shit better and then go find other people. It, it's just it, it's like a, a comedy of errors, this relationship in a way, because, you know, someone makes a mistake. Michaela makes a, a mistake. Zach decides that he's going to put on Michaela through, by way of this one mistake that she is this type of person. They can't move forward. Zach forgives her. He makes a mistake. Michaela, you know, it's just yeah, like it keeps going on and on and, and no on. One's you know, really interested in well, because all of these repair attempts, they've always feel a little bit meager, half-ass, or like one person's in, but the other one isn't. I thought she really, see, it's, it's like I was about to say, I thought she had been the one to really be like trying. I, mean, I did too. Like, and then you're like, oh, but you don't dance. Oh, and right. you don't, you but know, so it's like, it's, in a bad place yeah, uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I yeah, just yeah. think it's hard when you can feel that someone do has no interest and doesn't yeah. want you. Like, and is looking for things that are wrong with you. I think that is a recipe well, for disaster because you're going to create resentment and mm -hmm. anger. And then that's not even including like the way that they already react to things they don't like in real life. Yeah. Well, and then it's like, you know, a couple of weeks ago you have Zach plan or last week you got Zach planning this um, pool night swim. You know, and it's like cute, and it's like okay, you can see. Dumb shit. And then he says dumb shit, and that just brings you us. And so weird. it's just you know, it's all You're awkward in everything you do. Yeah. <laughs> what more can be said? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Last but not friggin' least, Jose. Well, no, I mean not least, Jose and Rach. So Jose meets with Dr. Pepper, and it's just so it's so funny to me because once again he takes the approach of I'm being interviewed for a job. Yes. So always. let me talk and tell you about all my accomplishments <laughs> and give you a rundown of my yeah. resume. That energy oh, is there all exhausting. the time. And I'm like, shut the hell up. Oh my she's gosh. Like, what would your questions be? Right. He's like, you know, I think what I'm trying to figure out is where is not giving enough and where is giving too much without being controlling? And I'm like, you're literally speaking like you are her father. You don't have, like, giving giving too much and where do I 
where do I really, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it almost like, the like way he, he framed it. He was framing it like he's talking about his teenage son. Well, I looked at it like he thought he was the CEO of this relationship. Yes. That's what he is. He thinks he's. He is the one to give and take away. Yes, he's, he's the, the one to present, you know, and and I thought he kind of bombarded Dr. Pepper with questions to avoid talking about himself. Probably, yeah. yeah. You know, and it, it, it's almost like he's the one at this, like, retreat to learn how to better manage his team. You know, like, what can I be doing? Well, this is what I've been trying, and, you know, it's not. And it's like, no, 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 this is not how this relationship yeah, works. Jose, I'm sorry. I know you're not used to being just like a real person all the time but like try this is therapy of course there's a bunch of cameras around you but still so i love that when he says that question she just jumps right in and is like you do have a tendency to be controlling because you think that there's a right way and you're the one that knows it and you have the monopoly on the right way and she's wrong um and i love how she went into like no, like if you're going to make relationship work, you have to take their different perspectives seriously and try to see the world through your partner's eyes yeah. to understand them. Um, the door lock controversy comes up, which ironically he brings it up probably because he knew it was only a matter of time. I'm not happy with how I handle a lot of things, but I don't like that she bounces when things get rough. I was a little like, is that what we're calling what happened that night? Because after like an explosive fight where you literally cussed her out on camera in front of another producer, the fact that she wanted to step out with the female producer and talk to her for like a half an hour by herself, that was very reasonable to me. That was not bouncing. You got scary and things flew off the rails. This is not, yeah, This that is a complete mischaracterization. Character? Character, characterization characterization mm -hmm. of what happened yeah a thousand percent yeah this is not you two having a tough conversation over dinner and pulling a johnny and like storming unable out. Or storming out or unable to have that conversation so do not like miss me with that yeah well and she i love all of the tiptoeing around the door lock controversy because everybody knows that he did it on purpose but because he will not give on it. Everyone has to be like, okay, so yeah. operating from that false reality, let's yeah. try and see what we can do. Um, but I did like that Dr. Pepper was like, you need to ask questions. Ask what do you need from me so that you trust me, so that you don't feel like you need to walk out of the door. And I love that she said, she's seen your anger and that is not going to help build trust. I was like, thank you. Yeah. She was not going to let him do the, actually, I'm interviewing you route. Or like, right. she was not going to let him get away with his bullshit. Or like, how do I reach my wife who can be really difficult and yeah. leave? And she's like, oh, yeah, I remember when you were the big scary man, I saw the video of that. Yeah. And how if do you, she doesn't trust you, that makes sense. How do you decide what time is an appropriate bedtime for my child? <laughs> Seriously, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Rach and Pastor Cal. So her I didn't big really worry. get anything out of this. Did yeah, you? I was. Mage. I don't like. I skipped the well, notes for this section. I don't know why. Oh, okay. Well, I have some. So she's worried that he doesn't express his 
needs. Because he's always playing this like, I'm the happy Christian husband. I'm so happy. Everything's great. Until he's not. So she admitted that she goes through a lot of her days just like kind of hoping she's hitting the target and like never quite knowing if she is. Um, And then she does bring up the incident of being locked out and she makes a point to go, I'm choosing to believe he did it on accident. I'm like, God, this is such a joke. But then she's like, look, he has a temper and he can be vindictive. Mm. I'm like, God, those are such bad red flags. Like together, they're very bad. Like, I don't know. I just can't imagine being with someone where I describe them as vindictive. And yet I'm still like really fighting for it. I just don't understand <laughs> that perspective. Um, but yeah, I, I think that I felt a little bit like Pastor Cal was maybe treating her like she was being difficult. Hmm. And I was like, Pastor Cal, those are abuse red flags. So like maybe step back a bit, like not just like, I don't know. I didn't even write what I was annoyed by him by other than I said, don't act like she's being difficult, Pastor Cal. (laughs) (laughs) So then they debrief. um, Okay. Answer me this. hmm. Okay. So the question, I think one of the questions that he wanted her to ask or, or she came up with herself was what were the triggers that got you mad during that lockout incident? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't really feel like he answered that question. He wasn't really able to identify triggers. He talked about... Well, because he still can't cop to the fact that he did it on purpose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was just a weird... We're not going to get good answers on that. He talked about... He made a reference to his parents. Yeah, he did get emotional. Um, And how he wants to be different from them. I think that was his way of being like, I don't re- I didn't really have a great model. And I'm like, all I know is I want to be the opposite of their relationship. Yeah. But I don't really know. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, these two just strike me as like they're determined. They're both equally determined mm-hmm. to like to operate in this reality that says that that wasn't that big of a deal anymore. And it's like, what can you do with that? Like, yeah. if that's what you guys are hell-bent on, it, like, deciding publicly, then okay, that's all we can go off of. And that just makes me feel like I could see this going one of two ways and neither would surprise me. I could see us finding out around decision day that there's all this shit behind closed doors, that Rachel's been taking way more mental notes, that they have actually been fighting more, that there's actually been more controlling, that she hasn't wanted to tell us to camera... And, like, this isn't going to work. And or I could see them, do like, going out this way, you know, with, like, their best face on and being, like, we love each other and everything's great. And, like, you, you know. I mean, yeah. I I'm more, both. I'm leaning more. I could see both. I'm leaning more towards the second one. Just because I'm thinking about the show in a larger context. And I'm, like, okay, you got to have at least two couples say yes. And... Mm-hmm. We know Gil and Mirla are probably going to be a yes. So, like, where's that other couple coming from? Yeah. Like, they really cannot show a finale. Yeah. A finale with one of five couples staying together, you know? So, I don't know. This seems like the couple that's the easiest for them to just push things under the rug, move forward, say hi, and then Rachel finds herself divorcing him in six months. Yeah, for sure. For sure. 
Um, because I guarantee you when the cameras are gone and regular life starts, he's going to be way harder to live with. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, last thing that I need us to address is the fact that Johnny was on Unfiltered again this week. Totally painting this picture that there's a bow that we don't know and blah, blah, blah. Which has been his, I mean, it's in fairness, to, he has stuck to this story for a while. For a couple weeks, yeah. But Juicy, someone reached out to us on Instagram and was like, did you see Johnny talking on Reddit last night? Now, can we confirm that it was him? Reddit's anonymous, right? It's, no, like, it's not confirmed, babe. We're not the New York Times, okay? Oh, okay. This is, <laughs> <laughs> enough fans have a hunch that this is him. Okay. And he writes this crazy paragraph where he's basically, this person, Fierce Koala 4, Bao is suffering because she refuses to let go of her past and change and evolve for her future. Johnny being honest about how he feels when he's side-blinded with the counseling session because she lied in front of everyone at dinner and never once, even on the Uber ride home after watching him tear up or basically crying outside with Jose, asked him what was wrong when she knew he was visibly upset. I mean, come on. Are you telling me this isn't him? He's <laughs> writing it basically barely from an... She didn't ask because she knew she was lying. It's all her show for the outside world. Um... She, oh, she admitted as a child lying to kids about where she lived because she was ashamed. That is not the same thing. Remember, she lived in like a shit Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She wants people to think higher. She literally, da, 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 da. I mean, I don't think there's a single person in America who's passionate enough about Johnny to go on these boards no. and, and make an impassioned no. case for him. So, yeah, it probably is him. It's all a lie. He calls her a closet abuser. I think she's actually the one. Um, I think she has caused, they're doing nothing the damage she has caused, which is probably irreversible. I think Johnny has been way nicer and patient with her than he should be. She is the closet abuser. It's proof with how emotional he gets and how cold and emotionless she is. It's all a lie with her. By the way, telling someone they snore is actually good for their health. It's oh, sometimes a sign giveaway. of greater health issues and can usually be prevented. Johnny did it in a flirty way, too. And she has always made it a big me, me, me bow show to get everyone to feel bad for her. Clearly, her show is working on all of you reading of these comments. Uh, I mean, can you tell me that's not him? You're right. You're that's right. So I forgot obvious. how bad it was. He probably had to do like a word replace and, oh and, put, I, and put Johnny in yeah, for any time he typed remember. I. Yeah. yeah. Goodness glacier. I mean, he's just kind of pathetic. And like, like we've talked about before, we're totally open. I mean, there's been reveals in past seasons where like halfway through you start finding out stuff that like, oh, we haven't been seeing that yet. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But we've been looking for this shit for a couple weeks now. And I am to the point where I've seen enough of Johnny's behavior and to see that this is just another desperate grasp of someone trying to avoid taking any responsibility for anything. It's what he does in real time. And now he's just doing it after the fact. And it's why it honestly bothers me that the producers are letting him show up to unfiltered so much. 
He's been on this fucking show almost every other week. Yeah. He seems like he's the one that's been on it the most. And if Dr. Viviana hadn't been there, which even her, I wanted, she was making a face at Johnny and his explanation. And before she got a chance to follow up with what I think was going to be her, like, kind of pushing him a bit, pushing back, Jamie, the host... She's just all about, like, being as nice as possible and going with whatever the freaking person says. She might pretend she's trying not to throw a softball question, but she, whatever they say back, she accepts as truth. And I was so disappointed in the way that she allowed Johnny to, like, go on and on and on. It freaking annoyed me. Um, so I just, like, I'm so anti-Johnny, like, that's the behavior is true. incongruent. At this point, this podcast is fully biased. Yeah. But I think it's a bias that we deserve to have because we have been basing it off of many, many moons. His behavior, and I've like I've probably said this in, in different ways, but his behavior is so abhorrent that even giving him the benefit of the doubt that Bao is completely different or whatever. Let's just like acknowledge, let's like, let's just pretend that for a second for them to not have any footage of that. Yeah, exactly. And, and even if that was the case, his behavior is incongruent with what, how you would respond in that situation. Right. So F you, Johnny. Yeah. Okay, um, get us with your power ranks. Okay. It, this power, okay. Is it the same? No, it's not the same. Okay. Because last week I had Zach and Michaela too. Oh, Full disclosure. Is there anyone? It's like Gil Mirla and then everybody yeah. else. Full disclosure, I just like Zach and Michaela, like as people. I want to be friends with them. So I think that's why I gave them the edge. Yeah. So we all knew. We all knew. You admitted it was personal. <laughs> <laughs> um, figuring out fifth was a little difficult because when you're breaking down Bao and Johnny and Zach and Michaela, yeah. It's like on the one hand, Zach and Michaela have, like, we know they have this intense physical chemistry, but there are people moving in and out of that apartment yeah. faster than, on the and other hand. never felt perfectly in sync. No. On the other this. hand, you got Bao and Johnny, where ba Johnny is a complete, like, psycho, psycho, but no one's moving out. Bao's still trying, you know, like, like. Participated a lot more. Yeah. So. Ultimately, what I did is I have Bao and Johnny at number five. Okay. Okay. Number four, I have Zach and Michaela. And I kind of did it this way because that gives me a place to move Zach and Michaela down next week once Hurricane K comes through, <laughs> comes okay. through Texas. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So, Zach and Michaela at four, Brett and Ryan at three, um, Rachel and Jose at two. And their number one spot, the MVPs of season 13, Gil and Mirla. That sounds right. Yeah. Okay. So those are the oh, power rankings. Oh, I did have one lyric. Oh, okay. You got a lyric for this week? <laughs> oh, gosh. It was at, right after Dr. Pepper called out Jose for his anger when mm -hmm. she made that comment about like, well, she's seen your angry side and that doesn't build trust. Immediately the song 
Sometimes you gotta bite the bullet. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just goes right into commercial, I think. <laughs> I was like, wow. Oh that my was good gosh, one. that's great. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Of course, you're welcome. Um, I'm surprisingly, I didn't really have any notes on the volleyball game. Oh, I did, but like looking back, they're like inconsequential. Yeah. That wasn't like a great group outing because there wasn't a lot of like side talk. You know, there wasn't a lot of real conversations happening because they're just doing this activity. This is kind of an awkward group for like big like events and games and things. I'm I'm looking forward to game night next week. Oh, I cannot wait. But it's like the paddle, the stand at paddle boarding. Only a couple of people did it. It was a little weird. Mm. Like this volleyball game seemed a little disjointed. I couldn't tell what was going on. Whatever. Yeah, the volleyball was really just like Brett was clearly at a breaking point, and Bao showed up as a cheerleader, and Johnny. But gave, even the way gave her a fake hug on the sidelines, pretending that they were good, and that made me want to barf. Even the way that they broke up after, like the groups that were like talking about the relationship were weird groups. I couldn't remember exactly who was yeah. with who, but it just seemed bizarre to me. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. all we got. Ooh, the drama is dramaing. I mean, I... We're to that point where like every relationship is under some level of strain. And, you know, like we said, like kind of all the guys suck except Gil. Mm hmm. And it's hard to have hope for these other relationships. Yeah. Um, but it also, because of where we're at, we're getting some more juicy drama. But but yeah, we also have some people that seem checked out. So I'm just curious. Like, this retreat's going to be a shit show. Oh, I cannot wait for yeah, the retreat. I wait. love these retreats. They all get I to know. play, like, games where you ask, ask yeah. you know, like those spousal games where they yeah. try to match answers. And I love it. Yeah, Michaela's turning over tables like Jesus in the temple. Oh my God, I know. It's gracious. <laughs> okay, the tabernacle. Well, we hope you guys all have an amazing weekend, and we will talk to you next week. Sounds good. Bye, guys. Bye.